Stay tuned, stay tuned, stay tuned. I'm here with the coach, John Brent. <laughs> you got to figure out this side. And I'm here with the vet, Mr. Ian Griffin, man. Talk to me about the Cold War. Is it back or what? Man, we are trying our damnedest to bring it back. We, You know what? Let, let me be president for 90 days, and I'll bring the Cold War full flaming back. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I want to talk a little bit about timelines here in a minute of just some of the past things, but nothing like sticking your finger in somebody else's food and stirring around and say, F you, than what the darn president just did. What are your thoughts, Coach? Well, as a, as a history teacher, the first thing I think about anytime there's some kind of stuff like this going on, it's uh, we have to keep it in perspective. You know, since the late 50s, we've had, you know, on and off relations with Russia at different times that we had a Cold War. We had Back and forth, espionage, FBI, KGB, CIA. I mean, it was great times, actually, when you go back and read about it. Uh, one of my favorite books that I told you before is The Crisis Here with Kennedy and Khrushchev. It's the whole thing of the 60s through, the, you, know, you know, early 60s, late 60s. But what Biden has done here is it's like he's talking one way to them on the phone and, and in the transcripts and another thing in the media and another thing. And so, you know, I'm not a Russian guy at all, but the Russian guy was like, man, we're a little stunned because we just had this good conversation and bam, we got, now we got sanctions. So, you know, talk to me, tell me what's going on, bit. Well, so one thing I'll say is I'm going to take a step back a little bit. When uh, we were going to Iraq, my one of my last times to Iraq, uh, the division uh, legal office came out. So you got a full bird colonel there and it's giving us a brief along with the intelligence community saying, look, they're going to say out in public that they hate our asses and hate our guts and want us to go away. But behind the scenes, they kind of want us to be friends. Da, 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 da. So the Iraqi had to do that to save grace with their local tribes and all this other stuff to keep them supporting. I see this in some ways as the same thing. I got to keep my base act like I'm tough and bad against Russia because that's what my base believes. And, and I will tell you, there's somebody we know that I talked to in July and says, how can you support Trump? And we got on about Russia. He says, well, do you honestly ever think that they we could trust them and be our friends? I said, uh, yeah, we did it before. Uh, some guy named GW just brought him over to his house and cooked a barbecue, and they got along great. The second that that stopped and we said, oh, we don't like you because my party has to appease my base by saying that, the wall went up, and it went to hell in the handbasket in Europe. And if you don't – it's one of the things I, I had to go back and look real quick, but I was over there during some of that time. In Europe, one of the mainstays we had as a as a maneuvering piece, but also as a strategic piece, you had M1 Abrams tanks over there, the most powerful tank in the world, sitting in Europe. We pulled them all out in April of 2013. Every one of them left Europe. What happened a, a, a year later in March, he invaded the Crimea, Putin did, you know? Maybe if we would have just invited him over to the barbecue place and learned to shut the F up and just save grace for freaking two hours and, you know, do things like that, do an axe throwing contest, maybe that would never happen. I'm just throwing it out there, Coach. I don't. Well, I'm one of those guys that – and uh, you see it in the mob, the mafia, when you're doing studies on it. Even do it when, you know, you've got issues in, in diplomacy is keep your friends close and your enemies closer. There's a reason for that, because in times of need, you, you might need them, but you also want to keep them close enough to 
to keep them in check, to know that, hey, maybe even build a relationship with them. Sure, a barbecue's great because it lets them know, you know what, this guy's got some dignity and he's got some, you know, he's a good guy. I might not like, you know, I might not like capitalism, I might not like democracy, but you know what? He's a good guy. So if we ever need to just have a discussion or talk about something, we can do that. Or if there's some kind of issue come up in the Middle East where there's an issue where we might be on both sides of something, you want to keep that dialogue and diplomacy there so you can actually maybe have, you know, sometimes you will have a common enemy. And I hate to say it, but you'll have a common enemy because you you have a common thing that you're looking to try to resolve. And you might have differences, but hey, I think you have to keep them closer. And I always thought that was crazy. Oh, Trump is you know, in bed with Russia because he had a conversation with Putin. Have they ever read a history book? That's what we always have done since World War II. We've always been close with Russia, even though we wouldn't trust them with our daughter for five minutes to go take a piss. And, the, you know, what? I mean, I don't get it. it they, they don't know history. Vet, it's, 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 it's the norm. Well, they don't. And, and l- l- let me talk this about Putin first. Putin speaks like five damn different languages. He was the head of the KGB or whatever they call it now. Two, think about his credentialing to be what he is compared to the credentialing of our presidents. He is 20 times smarter than Bill Clinton, G.W. Bush, freaking President Obama, freaking Donald J. Trump, and Biden all combined. The only one that even came close to him would be honestly, because he was the director of CIA, was George H.W. Bush. Uh, and he did, from my understanding, George H. spoke only, he spoke a couple languages, but nothing near what Putin has. And, and so when we talk about an intellectual level, it is not even comparing. I hate to say that. It is what it is. We put the dummy in the White House. We always do. You know, we don't put the, we don't put the smart guy in the White House. One, because they lack charisma and America lacks people with charisma. And, and they will vote for their person who they would have voted for the class president in high school that won't programming they have 10 year reunion for shit, but that's who they'll vote right. for is the person who will do that. So that's the first thing. Don't underestimate Putin because Putin knows what he's doing. I can tell you that right now. He wasted no time the second those M1s moved out. He's like, oh, okay. And if you think about before we moved those M1s out, we had a good relationship. You know, it was still feed, feeding off the George Bush era, but they were down there training with other NATO countries down in Grafenbeer, Germany, right in front of our eyes. That was great for us because what did it allow us to do? It allowed us to watch their tactics. And we used to joke about, did you see how the French did this? Did you see how the Germans did this? It would take them a month to assault an objective that we would take half a day to do. Did you see how the Russians did this? And we would talk those things and change our posture on things and things of that nature. But I will say what is also forgotten is the whole world has watched us during the global war on terrorism. And Russia did not rest on their laurels. They increased their range of the long range artillery tremendously. They sit back and took their notebook. So to think that they're just the old guys that died off in 1989, 91 is a farce by far. They got the wrong leader in there to think that's going to happen because he's not going to allow that. Uh, but anyway, uh, so, you know, not 90 days in the in, in the office and Biden says, OK, and his words were 2020, not 2016. But he was referring to 2016 elections that Russian undermined our elections and everything else. And they interfere with it. But I am going to say this. America, 
wake the flip-flop up if you think 2016 was the only year Russia has ever interfered with our elections. If you go no. back and read the, the, the World War II days, in World War II, we had communists in our unions trying to undermine that to slow the growth of what we were doing during that time. So that way we would be ineffective on the on the Eastern Front over in the European Front. We would be ineffective. And then all of a sudden, uh, uh, Germany turned on Russia and then they kind of dwelled down a little bit. But that's been going on 80 damn freaking years. So if you think that's a new novelty, you're, you're sadly mistaken. That's the first thing. Second thing is majority of what everybody thought the Russia interference was, there was interference, but the majority was all that little Hillary Clinton diversionary tactics that she likes to do because, you know, she had to cover her ass, keep her from being like, oh, shit, I really screwed up with that email atrocity. Anyway, I'll throw it back over to you here, Coach. Well, I mean, when it comes down to the election in 2016, 2020, it depends. It's kind of like, it's like playing a football season. Sometimes the referees are on your side, and sometimes it seems like the referees are not on your side. And But you don't complain when you win the game and you get all the calls, even if the call – that you get, you can tell it wasn't pass interference, but it helped you set up the game winning field goal. You're not going to complain about it. It's the same way it happened in this election. Everybody knows that the 2016 there was some Russian interference, and everybody knows in 2020, in 2012, 2008. We all know this, but the Democrats are only going to complain when their guy that they despise more than anything won. Of course, he only won because of Russian helping. And no, 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 no. Joe Biden won the most fair and square election of all time. There was no Russian collusion. There was no, you know, whatever. It just depends on who wins. It's like, it's like when you see an interference call and you go, oh my gosh, it's so easy to see. And the, and the person that for the, the team that they were for goes, that wasn't it. That wasn't interference. Are you kidding me? What were you looking at? It's just whatever you want it to be for your candidate to look good or somebody else's candidate to look bad. That's the whole Russian collusion thing, or excuse me, the Russian election meddling uh, is. And, and it's every year. Yes, we should wake the flip up because they're continuing to doing it and they're laughing at us because they're going, they're bickering about each other and they're taking the focus off of us. And yeah, it might not be but 40 or 50 or maybe 100,000 votes across the country. But do you think it's going to go down every year if we don't do anything about it? It's only going to be more and more and more. Next thing you know, it could be 20 million people. Yeah. So, Coach, one thing I'll say is, is before I get into what all he, what Biden actually did, I just want to throw this little pretense out there. Secretary of Defense Robert Gates came out and said in 2019 that Joe Biden has been wrong on every foreign policy decision that he has been a part of. 47 freaking years, every policy decision that revolves around foreign policy, he has been wrong and missed the mark. So my question is, do you think all of a sudden he got his one hit out of all this? Or has he been staying the trend of 47 freaking years? That's my question. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, 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 it's simple. It's like you've got 47 years in office and the same mistakes keep happening over and over and over. Things don't change. But, but what did change was it didn't matter who they put up against President Trump. It had a D beside their name and it was anti-Trump. It would, could have been anybody. It could have been Harris. It could have been Biden. It could have been Sanders. It could have been anybody. What, what they did was let's get this one guy in here that we can manipulate. Because if I get this one, if I get Bernie in, let's just say Bernie is Bernie. He's, he's going to do what he's going to do and he don't care. Biden is being played by the radical left 
and he's been playing and being played by the moderate left. And he's in the middle, like a, a, somebody trying to learn how to juggle with, with, with fire in their hands for the first time. He's just appeasing people right now. And that's what he's doing. He's not making good decisions. He's, can I appease this one and not piss this one off? Can I appease that one and not piss this one off? I mean, that's not a leader. What that is, that's somebody they can manipulate. They couldn't do it to Trump. They couldn't do it to Obama. I mean, to be honest with you, Obama was a strong guy. And a lot of people don't realize that. But Joe Biden is, oh, man, just, he's just like back and forth, back and forth. Well, I'll say this with Russia's aspect of it and their viewpoint on it. And, you know, I've done a lot of studying on Russia. Uh, I, I, I've devoted a lot of my time in, in, the, in my in my history side to, to voting on Russia because that is our foreknown enemy for me for 31 years. So, you know, but Russia looks at Biden as this. If we have him there, we don't have to worry about anything because, one, he'll talk a talk. He won't really execute anything worth a crap. And, I'll, and I'm going to refer back to Clinton in a minute on this, but he won't execute anything serious on this because he'll be too busy focused on internal strife within his nation to be the president to focus up and out. Okay. He will focus down and in where he has governors and things of that nature to do those things, but he'll meddle his self into that and to look at the divisions of racism and everything else that he'll stoke that he won't be able to see the real threat of Russia or China. That's the big thing. So back when president Bush first became George W. Bush first became president before 9-11 happened. There was an article, and I can't remember his Newsweek or U.S. News and World Report. I can't remember which one, but it was one of those two. And I read it on the airplane. They said, George W. Bush was saying the same thing that Clinton was saying. Iraq, don't fly below this no-fly zone. But the whole world was freaking out. Why? Because they believed him. They didn't believe Clinton whatsoever. And to be honest, I've said this before, but we have not had a real foreign policy leader out of the Democratic Party since JFK. JFK has been the last one. The rest, they fumble the ball. They, they don't know how to do it. They fumble the ball in the end zone. It is Greek to them. I, I don't know how to say it. It's like a guy that has never swam is going to go try to swim in 50 foot of water with, with no shoreline on there whatsoever the first time. That is exactly what it was like. They're a duck out of water. They, they can't do it. They, they don't. They don't. They don't know how. And they just completely f it up. Whereas the Republican side tends to do it well. And then I'm going to throw another analogy. In the military, at battalion, you have around 800 to 1500 people underneath you. At brigade, you have about 3200 to 4800 people underneath you. At battalion level, when I was a sergeant major. My focus was 80% down and 20% up, meaning 80% within the organization, but 20% up and out of the organization. But when I was a brigade sergeant major, my focus was 90% up and out and 10% down because our policies and everything else down were good and I had good battalion sergeant majors to handle those. As the president, you are the president of the United States, but you're also the president of the free world. Your focus should be probably about 80% up and out and 20% down and let the experts that you have underneath you handle those things. You know, kind of like Kamala at the border cross. Let her go down and do that. Since she's been down there every day in the last 24 days, things of that nature. You know, so, but that's how it should be. But with him, everything has really been down. And so when he dabbles in up and out, it's foreign to him. And he, he is not comfortable with it. And 
this is a blunder in my mind, just me. So, well, one of the things that I, I have to agree with is this: is this he was a Biden is a good senator kind of kind of mentality. The senator meaning that I can say all these things, and I'm Chuck Schumer, I'm Nancy Pelosi, I'm Mitch McConnell, uh, I'm Steve Scalise. I can say anything I want to say. And it just be out there for the media and the media can spin it whichever way they want, depending on which channel it's on. But Biden is not the kind of person that's a leader that needs to realize his, he doesn't realize he thinks he's coaching football and he's actually coaching baseball. It's like, he's totally in a, in a wrong league. But when, just like what that happened with the Georgia thing, he came out and spewed that about the Georgia Jim Crow 2.0 and all that stuff. He doesn't realize he's the president of the United States. He's not a freaking center. You said that in a previous podcast. He doesn't understand his role right now. And, and I think that's what you're hitting on is he's got to understand what he's doing is he's not a senator. He's not a representative. He's not a mayor or a governor. He's the president of the United States. And you have to deal with things differently that it takes a real leader to do that. A JFK it takes a Ronald Reagan. It takes that kind of person. It doesn't take a Mitch McConnell or a Chuck Schumer to do that. They can't do that. That's why they're not president. But now we got one of these 40 something year senator in there trying to be president of the United States, and it's embarrassing. Coach, so what is funny about this is is if everybody took the politics out of it, Donald J. Trump understood how to be a president. Might not like him, but he understood it because of his business aspect. He understood that there are certain decisions that lay on his shoulders, and there's certain that everybody else needs to handle. A professional politician who has not done anything else in life but been a politician for 47 years, can't figure that out. That is why, not because of Russia, but that is why he beat Hillary Clinton, was that very reason right there. A professional politician couldn't figure out how to be president, where he understood that. And I'm not here to talk about him, but but that's a fact, is he understood that role was, these are my decisions up here, and let these other people handle these things down here. And when I open my mouth, it has consequences, and he'll put his foot in his mouth real quick. But Joe Biden, who's a professional senator, should have known never to say certain things that he said. And he said them, and he wonders why he's going to be where he is. As my wife said, come in July, I'm going to sit back and watch his party eat their own because that's all they're doing. Well, one of the things that I do see that's happened a lot on the left or as a liberal and it's happening with, with, with uh, Biden is they're very emotional. Everything is so emotional that they can't sit back. One of the things I will say about, about Obama, I'm not a big fan of Obama voting for him the first time. Some of you know that. Second time I didn't. But one of the things that I did, like when Ferguson went down with Michael Brown, he didn't come out emotionally and say, we're beating, you know, police are beating black people with Jim Crow 2.0, it's civil rights, this and that. He waited 22 days to make a statement because he wanted as much information as he possibly could out before he said, look, we do have some issues. Let the people investigate it. Be a peaceful protest. But, you know, we need the police. And what He was very particular about it. Biden in the new left is the minute that somebody puts a microphone in front of them, it's they yell racism, they yell phobic, they yell whatever it is because they're emotional, because their whole base is emotional right now. That is the difference between Republican and Democrat now is the emotion. And then if we don't take the emotions out when you're doing diplomacy, especially with Russia and China and big boys like that, you're going to put your foot in your mouth and you're going to have a problem. Yeah, and so, Coach, you know, I've said this in the previous podcast. 
towards racism, environmentalism, equities, and all these, th those are things that are used to garner your support in one way or to shut up a conversation another way. The fourth one is Russia, because you either like, you either believe like me on this way with Russia or you, or you're a conspiracy theorist guy and you don't believe like me because I got to paint you bad because you don't agree with me. But at the end of the day, the people who are saying these things about Russia are people who have not studied history whatsoever and, and understand that because Russia's in for the long game. Let's don't, let's don't play around and think they're not. And it's that, I mean, they only po published a little, little dossier that sit there and said, we'll let the West think that we have laid down and died and will rise up. They've risen up once already. And something tells me they're going to do it again in a few years. So what did Biden do? Biden kicked out 10 diplomats and 32 people that were involved in 2016 elections. We do forget, though, Trump kicked out some people, too. We do forget that because we don't want, we don't want to talk about that. But the Kremlin said we will respond equally. And let me say something about the Kremlin. They will respond equally on public paper, which they kicked out 10 and 8, something like that. But they will also respond in other ways. And in other ways will be in Eastern Europe. And rest assured in that, if you think the little Crimea thing was, was something big, and what did we do with Crimea? Not a damn thing, but shit our pants is what we did. And what will Biden do when he expands some territory? Not a damn thing, but shit his pants is what he'll do. Well, last thing I want to say on this is I want to end with something you talked about a minute ago is I wanted to make sure that you said conspiracy theorists. That is true. Anything that the right says now that doesn't believe what Biden says or the left says, we're conspiracy theorists. Anything that the uh, the right was saying around the election and before was fake news. And they said, you can't call things fake news. You just can't call it fake news. What they're doing is they've just switched the words and it's the same thing. We can't have a discussion and go, I disagree, because if you disagree with something, oh, you're just one of those crazy conspiracy theorists, just like people on the right say, oh, just, it's just fake news because I don't want to believe it. So they have found their fake news word. It's called conspiracy theories. There's no different. So until we can actually have a discussion and go, I believe this, you believe that, this is why we believe that, don't have to agree that, that what we believe, but we have to understand that other people have you know, different opinions and have a discussion about it. We're going to have conspiracy theorists and fake news and no one's going to be in the room together except looking when they are, they're going to be looking the opposite way. You're never going to speak. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. It, you're a conspiracy theory when you burn, burn my bridge or you, you're speaking against me. But when I speak it, I, there's no way I could be a conspiracy theorist, you know? So, so I think we need to wrap this up coach. I think this has been a good segment and, uh, Hopefully uh, things will be a little different. Who knows? We'll see. Hopefully Putin will be the wiser of the two and go. Joe, I just, guarantee that'll happen. That that is the case, and, and send a message that Joe just shut the f up and invite me over for a barbecue down in Crawford, Texas. And we'll be all right. You know, I don't know. So, so with that, I'm going to say from the coach. Damn it! To the vet. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.